Hello everyone, this is Marie D and thank you for tuning in to my podcast. It is self-love and it's not selfish. Today we're going to be talking about forgiving your past, your parents, your upbringing, whatever it was that you think or you believe or you are aware shaped you, how to forgive them, how to forgive that. For me personally, before I was able to fully move into the whole self-love journey, I had to really get connected with where is all of this coming from? When I was able to narrow it down, of course, you know, you want to do the whole blame and, and be angry, but I realized that I had to even dig deeper and digging deeper allowed me to go back to my past, address it and forgive in order for me to like move on from a full place. I've always known ever since I was like young, like eight, nine years old, I was just very aware that this can't be it. This can't be life. I'm not saying that I had a very ugly or horrible upbringing, but I, you know, my upbringing was definitely shaped my perspective. And there's a lot of things that I know that, or I knew that I can't take this with me because this is not going to serve me. I knew, you know, and, and I was even at the age of nine, I always knew that, you know, watching my mom or watching my dad or even watching my siblings, like even the things that they were carrying, I I had compassion for, I I just knew I was like, this, this is coming from somewhere. This is stemming from something. This is something that they learn. I was always very aware in that way. So as from very early age, I was always focused on bettering myself and, you know, being the best version of myself, removing things that don't serve me or things that hold me up in my highest. So I remember being raised, you know, um, Catholic. And I remember praying to God one day and I was like, you know, God, I think I must have been like between the ages of like 18 and 21. And I was like, God, I need you to give me something that gives me a sense of direction. I always went to church and I, and I was very aware that was, there was a God, but I was like, I need, I need something that I can really connect with. And I'm a big believer. And, and I, I'm, I, I know for a fact that every time I've prayed for something and I've asked God a question that like he answers me. So me asking God, like, God, I need something to help ground me. I need something to help me stop feeling like a victim in my life. You know, and that's when I came across Buddhism. And now, not to say that I'm a a Buddhist, I'm not practicing Buddhism right now, but at that time, in my early 20s, I I needed it because it helped shape me and helped me take responsibility for things that are happening around me. No longer being a victim in, oh, why does this keep happening to me? But versus, you know, hey, I'm making these choices and I need to make better choices. And how can I do that? Now let's move forward. Now, you know, my whole process, you know, dating, becoming a mom, getting married, getting a divorce. Again, I was always reading self-help books. I was always just concerned with, I just want to make sure that I, I take the right tools with me because when I have children, I don't want them to experience or or the worst um, versions or pieces of me because I didn't think it was fair. It wasn't fair to them. Growing up, 
um, for me in my household, I remember watching my mom, especially, and my mom always seems very like irritated and angry and things like that. And I always said to myself, like, you know, something is clearly bothering her. And I, I remember making a connection. Like, I think she's, I think she's not happy with the choices that she made. And now she's like angry and bitter. And that kind of stayed with me for a very long time of you got to make sure that you don't make choices that, you know, out of the whole family or kids or whatever it is, make these choices that now, although you are, I guess, you know, I don't know. I want I don't know if I want to say wearing a mask, but your kids can see it. And now you're, you're, you know, you're walking this walk, but you actually hate the walk. Your kids can see it and you can feel it. And so I always kept that in mind. Now we're going to fast forward. I'm already divorced and things like that. And I'm, I'm on a, a still the self-awareness journey, the self-love journey. I did a personal development workshop. And part of that development workshop was for you to go back um, and address things that you've been avoiding, asking questions, forgiving, and so forth. And I was very thankful for um, this program. It was called Momentum Education. It helped me a lot. And part of that process, I remember one of the key things I wanted to tackle was really like explaining to my parents how I felt because it's I was giving voice to my emotions versus feeling like I needed to always muzzle it or, or keep it quiet and because maybe they felt I would make them feel uncomfortable. Now I said I'm going to be responsible and I'm going to explain to my parents, you know, how I felt so that they can give me their perspective because I knew deep down in my heart my my parents loved me. I know my parents didn't have any type of ill intention towards me, but I just I know that they were giving me something that that this is what they had and that's what they had to give me so I I I created a space for us to have a dialogue so I remember one of the first people I spoke to was my dad and you know when my dad gave me his perspective you know it 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 was it was everything that I already thought but now it was like in his own words because I went directly to the source and again my father is one of the greatest men I've ever met in my life like came here on like eighth grade education and made sure we always had you know was like one of 13 um siblings but was very much so on his own and but he made sure we had we were happy we were full and so forth but I know I noticed that my father was very um emotionally detached he didn't have like that that you know, that sensitivity chip. He didn't know how to be vulnerable. And it was, you know, it was actually sad. And I remember talking to him and he said, you know, he grew up on a farm, you know, his family was poor. And for him, he was like, it wasn't, there wasn't even a school in the area, you know? So for him, you know, that was always where his, where he lacked self-esteem in. And he always said to himself, like, well, as long as I give my kids an education, they'll have way more than I have. That was a great way to think, I, I believe. But in his mind, he said, I didn't realize that, oh, okay, I have to make sure that they know that they're loved by me saying it. I need to make sure that they feel um, supported and and just really cared for by sometimes maybe just hugging them or kissing them or showing, being vulnerable himself. So 
he was honest about that. He's like, I didn't know that th- this is something that you needed. So this is how I was able to forgive my dad. And I don't wasn't holding any resentment. I just it just gave me perspective because I'm like, you know, here this man gave me everything I needed. He showed me so many great morals and values. But it was so sad to hear like he he didn't think that I needed like, you know, that that other aspect of vulnerability and sensitivity for him he just needed to get me through school and make sure that I have an education because that would mean that I would be successful and that's what he was focused on so I was able to forgive him about that let him go about let that that negativity about how I thought like you know oh my god you know why is he so dry why is he so cold you know, and he, he, he made me understand. So I forgave him about that. And, and, and it allowed me to even be more compassionate towards him. And I'm like, wow, you know, it, it allowed me to also, for me to start being more vulnerable and sensitive towards him. You know, my dad is the one, the type of person that if you see him happy birthday, he gets, he gets really cringy. He gets really uncomfortable. And even like, I, I just started forcing him to say like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Like I'll say, and you can see that he gets, uh, Okay, love you you know like but the more and more I said the more comfortable he got you know and it's it's crazy how I, you know as parents you we work so hard and I I'm I myself am a parent I have a 12 year old and you know all my, all my all I'm thinking in my mind is I just want to make sure she has what I didn't have and for her to be happy and whatever but we all give from a place of I didn't have this so I need to make sure that my child has that but while you're focusing on giving your child the things that you didn't have sometimes you're you're carrying like a generational curse like well my mom didn't give me emotion and so therefore I like emotion so even though in my kid I'm giving her all these things to be successful I'm still not giving her emotion so you have to be aware of that and be able to be like oh no I need to break that curse because then she'll be that way and it's just gonna continue until somebody finally addresses it and breaks it it's a generational curse it's real I just saw the movie um this weekend the photograph and in the photograph you see the generational curses that's happening from the grandma to the mom to the daughter and the daughter was the one who finally broke that generational curse like this is not I can't take this with me this is not going to work for me you know but you have to be aware that it's even there and me doing that like having that conversation with my father I broke a curse of like no we get to be vulnerable right now Yes, I'm in my late 30s and you're in your 70s, but we're going to be saying I love you to each other and we're going to be saying I miss you to each other because you, you don't think maybe you didn't have it and you didn't think you needed it, but I'm going to make sure you have it now and and I get to have it as well. You know, those are, those are my needs, you know. The next person who I spoke to was my mom. You know, and I remember I was, I told my mom, my mom and my dad was a little bit different. My mom was way more of the, the aggressor. You know, she was really like, she wasn't gonna, she had no hair on her tongue. She's, she has said some things to me that I care not to repeat, you know, and, but it, it shaped me, you know, but me growing up, I knew I'm like, if I keep holding on to this, I won't be good to my future husband I won't be any good to my kids I won't be even good to friends in my community because I'm believing in what she told me I had to let it go but I always knew the things that she told me I'm like she can't just be trying to be malicious and destroy me where is this coming from why is she so mad why is it's not even why she's so mad 
what why does she feel like she needs to be so hard um in order to to just survive you know at the end of the day when you're inside of your home that's supposed to be your safest place and my experience of it wasn't my safest place that's why and, and I can I know I can vouch for it when even when it comes to my siblings we were just always like oh I just need to work and get out of here you know and I remember going to my mom and, and I told her I sat her down and I was like you know growing up you made me feel as if you didn't love me and you you didn't want me around like I was a bother to you and I don't know if any of you are from like the Caribbean you know I, I think a lot of Caribbean um, children can relate to this it's just the parents are very like hard like you know just get the shit done it's not like honey you're so smart I'm so proud of you I believe in you I know you can do it it's more like get the shit done and don't fuck it up you know um speaking to my mom and my mom was like oh wow she was like of course I loved you, you know, of course I wanted you around. I'm like, yeah, but you said a lot of things that didn't make me feel that way. And, you know, of course she apologized, but she, she ended up telling me it was because she was, she was angry about a lot of the, uh, a lot of the ways that her life turned out. You know, she was, she wasn't really too pleased with my dad. Now, granted, I have a perspective, you know, girls, we love our father, but that's also somebody's husband. And that, that person's husband is my mom. And I don't know the, I didn't know the depth of the dynamics of their relationship. So she was really angry at my dad, you know, and she was angry about the the choices that she made. And mind you, these are things that I knew. I knew, I knew this. I was like, my mom gotta be acting from a place of, you know, look at how my fucking life turned out, you know? And she did the best that she can. She gave me the best of what she had. And I, from what I understand, especially talking to even my aunt, which is my mom's younger sister, she was able to tell me, you know, your mom was this person that was always fighting, you know, like people and groups and, you know, and, and it, 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 for you to be able to heal yourself and find the self-love in yourself, sometimes you, you really have to go all the way back because you don't realize that you are carrying generations of generations of information right it's all wrapped up around you your thought patterns your perspectives your perspective how you see things how you feel about things and although you have your own feelings but you know your mom your mom is going to be the woman or the person that shows you how to have relationships especially with other women you know even the relationship that you have with yourself how am I going to show myself tender love and care, you know? And 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 growing up the way I grew up, I, I, I wasn't taught how to forgive yourself, be tender with yourself, have compassion with yourself, be open about your emotions, be open about your feelings. I didn't, that wasn't my experience. And again, I'm not going to sit here and, and badmouth my parents and make it seem like they went out their way to make sure I didn't have those things, but those were my experiences. So going back to my mom you know my mom was like you know I'm sorry you know I didn't I didn't mean to feel you that way but I wasn't in I didn't have I wasn't in the right headspace I didn't have it to give you and her saying that was the realest thing she could ever say to me because right there she gave me a plate she gave me a tool that can help me give what I need to give to my daughter you know, she said that I did not have it to give you. I, I did. So, you know, that whole concept of, of you can't pour from an empty cup. That's real. My mom didn't have it. She didn't have it. 
to give me that whole compassion and vulnerability and forgiveness and all that she didn't have it to give me so this is why I went back to my parents and I went back and I was like I gotta go I gotta go back this is not just about me because I'm, I'm carrying something that also doesn't belong to me but it, but it also shaped me I said okay moving forward I have to make sure that I have to work on myself continuously so that I can provide my daughter, I can provide my husband, I can provide my clients, my community with the right things. Because, you know, as you, as we all know, we can walk around the world today and you can see that people can just, there's a lot of takers and that's fine. I'm aware of them. There's a lot of givers. Again, that's fine. I'm aware of them. But people who are angry can walk around destroying the lives of the people around them. Because they, it's not that they're targeting you. And there are some people who do target. But I'm just saying, they're not even targeting. It's just that they're so filled with rage and hate. And just a poor lack of compassion for self. They don't have it to give. You know? So my journey, my whole self-love journey is like I owe it to myself to not only have it to give to others. But to give it to myself. Like, oh my God, I need to be compassionate with myself. It's just like in my other podcast when I talk about self-talk. A lot of times if I mess up the way that I talk to myself, when I had when I thought about it, I had to I was like, where did that come from? Someone taught me how to talk to myself that way when I make a mistake. So you see, it goes, this is how I tell you you need to go back because you have to t- look back, see what doesn't work for you anymore because it's not going to allow you to live fully in the present the way that you should the way that you were intended to be the way that you were brought into this planet and this version of this life to experience love in the way or the fullest way so now even now talking to my daughter my daughter is 12 my daughter is very uh, spiritually intelligent you know and I've been practicing for a very long time and and just um pouring into her you speak your truth speak your truth speak your truth i remember having a conversation with her i think she was like seven eight years old and i told her speak your truth even if it's to me even to let me know when i'm wrong about something because a lot of times we be thinking we swear i'm an adult here no i'm 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 an advocate for no children are very aware you can't you can't tell them to be quiet you need to let them speak because they're telling you from their perspective and I don't know what their perspective is I only think I know and a lot of times uh, you know us as adults we speak from a place of fear and lack and all that other stuff we have our own stuff going on so that's why I'm very that's another podcast that I spoke about uh, I'm very cautious about people giving me advice because you have to understand where are they giving me this advice from but anyway I spoke to my daughter and I told her you know I told her my story about my upbringing. I spoke to her about my mom and my father. And, you know, just so she can get a perspective, okay, I know you see me a certain type of way and I'm working on being the best version of me, not just for myself, but for you. But I want to show you where our our, our lineage, like I want to show you where we come from. And I told her, right now, I'm working on me simultaneously trying to teach you what you need to know. But I'm also giving you the space for you to figure you out too. But what I did tell her was, I, I cannot lose myself in making sure you have everything what you need. I need to make sure that Jade has everything that she needs and neglect myself. 
And I think that by me doing that, it's going to show her of, show her how to not neglect herself. And it's okay for you, you to choose you. Even when you, when you move on and grow up and have your own family, you need to be able to take moments off and say, Hey, Hey, let me focus on me right now. Like, what am I going through? What am I feeling? You know, I've told her, I'm like, I've gone to counselors. I've gone to therapists. I've done a lot of self-help stuff. I'm like, I'm always working on me. And so even though I'm your mom and I'm, and I'm trying to give you the best tools possible, I'm not perfect, but I get to work on myself. And I'm very grateful. My daughter, she's, like I said, she's very spiritually intelligent. She's, she's, she's always been, you know, uh, um, one of these children. Like I, I tell people all the time, I feel like she's been here before, you know, just very aware. And I, re- I remember telling her the other day, I'm like, you, you, you're very aware of human behavior. She picks up on social cues and she, things that at her age, even when she was younger, that I didn't really, I, I never understood. How does she get that? Like, how does she pick up on that? You know, so I say that to say this. Be able to be aware of who you are, what you're bringing to the table. Just like when you're going into a relationship, you can't ask for something that you too, that you don't have. So you have to make sure that what you're asking for, you have. I want love, honesty, authenticity, all that. I need to make sure that I have that, right? But you need to be able to make sure and be aware of those ugly things that you're carrying that doesn't belong to you. Oh my God, the envy and the jealousy and the comparison and the competition, all that other stuff and the whole not being vulnerable and I don't need nobody. You have to make sure that you look at these things, that these things, you know, it stems from somewhere. It stems from the way I was taught to love, the way that I was taught to forgive. And sometimes you may have to go back and say, I forgive that part of my life so that you can release it, let it go. And now you get to create a new way of thinking, a new way of loving, a new way of forgiving. Go back, forgive it, release it and be in your presence. Walk into your future. Like I like to say, gracefully selfish, showing yourself self-love, the love that you deserve to have. It's never too late. You can start today. And like, again, I've told, I've said this many a times on my podcast. I'm no expert. I'm not trying to, I don't have some degree in psychology and all that other stuff, but I've always been a really deep person and felt things in a very deep manner. And I want to be able to share with you that perspective and maybe you it'll be something that you can hold on to and say wow this is deep like I I didn't see it in that way I hope this helps I hope you try you know what I was able to share with you today and most importantly I hope you practice daily self-love because you deserve to have it today tomorrow forever thanks for tuning in I will talk to you real soon